Well, first up, that long-awaited report into money laundering in BC is hot off the presses, people pouring through the 18, 1800, 1,800 pages. That's how long it is. 1,800 pages. So you can imagine how detailed it is. It was released today. It's the work of BC Supreme Court or former BC Supreme Court Justice Austin Cullen. Uh, in it, he details the stunning growth in cash transactions into BC casinos specifically uh, that investigators first flagged back in 2008 and how those transactions kept rising to 2014 when casinos alone accepted $1.2 billion in cash transactions that were $10,000 or more. This was money being brought into casinos in bricks of cash in duffel bags, if that didn't sound any alarms. Well, here's Justice Cullen on his report. For too long, money laundering has been kept on the sidelines for police, for law enforcement, for regulators, and for governments. Yeah, to say the least. Well, who's to blame? Uh, according to Justice Cullen, just about everybody. Police, politicians, regulators. He says there was no evidence of corruption, though. That was an important part of his uh, report. He is highly critical of the RCMP, of the former BC Liberal government for letting the crime grow. He took the BC Lottery Corporation to tax, to task rather, saying it ignored all kinds of warnings that something was amiss. He said the agency tasked by the federal government to identify money laundering threats, FinTrack, is, quote, ineffective. He makes 101 recommendation in his final report, 101, including a call for the province of BC to set up an independent commissioner to focus on anti-money laundering efforts. Money laundering activity has been and remains to be poorly understood, even by some of the public bodies that need to address it. And money laundering has rarely been given priority. Uh, too often, it has been largely ignored. And that appears to be true both federally and provincially. BC's Attorney General David Eby says the NDP government will look at the recommendations, coordinate them with measures already in place or in the works in relation to housing and real estate specifically. He also says federal failures related to money laundering measures were an issue. He's hoping that Ottawa will work with the province on those. Cullen himself said the federal anti-money laundering regime is, quote, not effective. Uh, he also reminded reporters today it is outside his jurisdiction to make recommendations to the federal government. So we Fine. We thought we'd ask someone who could. Uh, Christian Luprecht is a professor at the Royal Military College and Queen's University in Kingston. He's a senior fellow at the McDonald Laurier Institute. He also provided input to the Cullen Commission, and he joins us now. Christian, as always, thank you for being here. My pleasure, Ben. Good evening. So, overall assessment, at least uh, for all of those people outside of BC, this uh, pointed some, pointed some fingers at the federal regime as well, saying it just didn't do enough to stop this from happening. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's really important as a report because it's our first time that we actually have a comprehensive assessment of the both the the scale, the scope, um, and the the depth of money laundering um, uh, and how pervasive it is. Um, by the example of British Columbia, but you can extend British Columbia sort of a laboratory of experimentation to the rest of the country. I mean, we saw with the Charbonneau Commission in Quebec that uh, it's it's no less um, uh, grievous in other parts of the country. Um, and I think Justice Cullen, of course, uh, was careful not to wade into federal territory since that was neither his mandate nor his remit uh, but uh, I think he did go as far as he could in being very explicit in pointing out, for instance, the failures of the federal financial intelligence system, uh, the ineffectiveness of FinTrack, so the financial intelligence 
reporting agency of Canada was set up um, uh, after 9-11, but also in pointing out the uh, indirectly the failures of the RCMP um, in its ability to deliver for British Columbia um, through, um, which which at one point did okay with this integrated proceeds of crime team, but how it, it, it completely sort of lost, uh, sort of didn't keep its, its eyes on the ball. And so there is a lot here, I think, for the federal government to chew on in terms of failures that have been pointed out for well over a decade, but that no federal politician seems to want to take an interest in. So it'll be interesting to see to what extent there is appetite at the provincial level to act on the very profound and detailed recommendations um, of the report and to what extent um, politicians will simply see this as um, too complex, too difficult to do, but also ostensibly compromising some of the tax revenue uh, that accrues as a result of illicit funds that are being brought into this country and harbored here. I guess therein lies the issue, because as a layperson, one of the things that's always almost impossible to understand is if criminals do it for the money, and let's, you know, they're not in it for the fame and glory, if they do it for the money, then you'd think that following the money would be the easiest way to tackle organized crime in this country. And yet when it came to money laundering, which is an important part of criminal proceeds, it, it really felt like, according to Cullen's report, that that everybody either couldn't, wouldn't, or didn't do anything about it. Were, were you surprised by uh, by just how much in action he found, or at least in the terms of RCMP, they had had a lot of budget cuts, but just this incapacity of the system and the regulators to tackle this. I wasn't, because what I think the report implicitly uh, calls for is a shift in how we understand money laundering in this country. The money laundering regime is premised on a precursor crime. There's a crime that's committed that generates some funds, and those funds then need to be laundered. Well, it turns out that in a global economy, there either is no precursor crime in many of these cases, because the money is simply moved to Canada, was, for instance, uh, pilfered from state coffers elsewhere, or the crime happens somewhere offshore, um, and the money then finds its way to a safe haven. Um, and and in, the, in the case of Vancouver, I mean, there was an international... Uh, it was known as the Vancouver model. Snowshoring was the term um, that became famous across the world for how easy it was and still is to move money into Canada and to find a safe haven for the funds here. And the extremely low risk uh, that you have of that being investigated or coming to the attention of authorities. And so I think the, the way I've summarized this is that, I mean, what, what the Cullen Report substantiates is that the Canadian financial system works exceptionally well for organized criminals and for the ultra-rich. And that, I think, is the fundamental problem that the report lays bare, that I think average Canadians lose faith in our democratic institutions if they believe that there's one set of rules for criminals and the ultra-rich in terms of evading taxes and not having to pay their fair dues. Um, and a separate set of rules for you and I and everyone else. And that also means, of course, it undermines our ability to pay, for instance, for social services because we're not able to generate the tax revenue of some of these funds. So it's not just a question about um, the illicit activity, the lost tax revenue. It's a broader question about the legitimacy of our democratic institutions 
um, and the inability or the unwillingness, and I would say the political unwillingness of the state to do something about it. Because if you look at, for instance, sanctions that Ken and other countries have imposed against dirty Russian money, I mean, we've known for two decades about the extent of dirty Russian money, including countries such as Canada, but there simply hasn't been a political willingness to do anything about this. And this is what the report flags, that there's lots of opportunity here for politicians to get a handle on this. The question is, are they prepared to do so? Well, uh, Justice Cullen certainly lays out quite the roadmap with his 101 recommendations. Uh, We'll get to those after this. Christian Duprecht is with us this half hour. We're talking about the release today of the Cullen Commission report on money laundering in BC. 1,800 pages of it, 101 recommendations. Certainly he found lots to talk about, lots at fault, wondering why politicians, regulators, authorities, police didn't do more to stop uh, what was clearly uh, a lot of money laundering. He didn't put a number on it. He just said it was staggering. Uh, one thing I wanted to, want to ask you before we, we get to the recommendations, I, I was, one of the big things that was pointed out, out here at least, was the, was the tie to real estate. That somehow that this money laundering, because it was being funneled into real estate, was a lot of, were, is where a lot of the money was suspected to be going. Um, but that Justice Cullen today said there wasn't really a link, or he couldn't find one. Was that surprising at all? Yeah, so um, perhaps not as direct a link as people had expected him to establish, but the data, the direct causal data, is difficult to uh, to to draw. At the same time, he establishes very clearly money laundering as a business, and that what we are witnessing in British Columbia is systematic corporate efforts on a vast scale to bring money and to hide money in Canada in general, and in British Columbia in particular, and just how easy it is. And in the process, um, multiple of the recommendations flag several of the professions and shortcoming in regulations among the professions, real estate agents, um, lawyers, accountants. And so it is very clear that there's a very significant culpability by multiple of these entities for not holding their own membership to account that um, knowingly aided and abetted on a vast scale money laundering as a business um, in British Columbia um, as documented extensively in the report itself. So I think there's no question about the significant role that the real estate sector played and continues to play, but the very direct causal mechanisms for each of the cases uh, are difficult to establish. And Justice Cullen explains why they're difficult to establish, because uh, police effectively don't have the skill sets to investigate what are ultimately some of the most complex crimes around, because by virtue of the professionals involved, the transactions themselves all look legal. You have to put uh, together the entire chain of transactions from money from a foreign country that finds its way to Canada to understand that there are irregularities across this chain. So we've become very good at hiding this money. And so uncovering it is requires um, skill sets that simply, by and large, Canadian police um, and investigators don't have, which is why Justin Cullen suggests that what British Columbia needs is a financial investigation and intelligence agency, which is very much modeled on the submission that I and my team made to the commission. Yeah, I I was just about to ask you about that. So one of the recommendations is for an independent commissioner to focus on money laundering. The other is for the one you suggested. Why would that work, do you think? 
So the commission is important insofar as it helps government keep their eye on the ball. One of the problems generally with policy is governments sort of like to chase after uh, the bright, shiny lure, um, and then uh, politicians move on to the next bright, shiny lure. And so if you have a commissioner to look over it, uh, it's a way to sustain attention on the effort to make sure that it is actually seen through and you have regular public reporting and accounting. The challenge here is if police don't have the skill sets and we're not set up, we're failing on the intelligence side uh, to provide the sort of intelligence that police need to be able to run these investigations, then on the one hand, we need to set up an effective intelligence mechanism and we also need to set up an effective investigative mechanisms. But because of the legal regimes and the privacy requirements, these need to set up as two related but separate legal entities and uh, and agencies. And so this is very much the model uh, that Justice Cullen is recommending in terms of how this needs to be set up to be effective. And on the investigative side, he very much suggests that this needs to be a very specialized force that does nothing but investigate these money laundering cases and to have much more effective mechanisms to be able to bring evidence, bring data, and bring cases to these highly specialized investigators, and that the entire system is currently failing uh, from the intelligence right through the investigation, the prosecution side. What's your sense, Christian? Do you think this one will be uh, put away and gather dust, or do you think there'll be actually be some movement here on this one? Well, I would hope that there's lots of opportunity here for the professions to move on their own on many of the recommendations here to make themselves more accountable. Accountants, lawyers, real estate agents in particular, but also uh, money services business businesses. Uh, there are some of the recommendations that British Columbia can move on on its own, such as civil asset, uh, asset forfeiture um, and its own intelligence and investigative agencies. And there are some elements such as unexplained wealth orders, um, and changing the overall financial intelligence and regulatory regime within Canada that will require the cooperation of the federal government. So I do think we will get some uh, some movement on this, uh, hopefully in particular by the professions um, and hopefully by the same government that ultimately asked for this report. You would think that hopefully that uh, a minister as competent, as capable uh, as David Eby has proven himself to be, that there will be action from this report. Christian Luprecht, thank you so much for your time tonight. It looks like we'll be looking ahead 1,800 pages. I'm still people are sure people are still reading through it. 101 recommendations. So lots to, lots to digest there. Thanks so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Ben.